Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast, episode 126, I think. My name is Andy, and I'll be your host, aiming to guide you through a sea of bollocks each show. I am uh, joined by a special guest to look back at an event from this week in wrestling history, whilst making various stops along the way to ramble on about a load of old nonsense at various points. Can you tell I wrote that down? Yeah, I'm trying to be organised now, but yeah. So, um, a big thank you to Dream Kid for letting us use some of his music to start the show off again his new uh, single Street Lights is out later on in April go and check that out if you love 80s synth stuff which I think a lot of people the, the age that listen to this show are all looking on a bit so a lot of us are into that sort of 80s synth stuff I am so yeah go and check that out um, a big thank you to Sean at King's Pigs Bladders for doing all our artwork. Um, yeah, he's a legend, and uh, yeah, go and check his stuff out. He's a, he's a Photoshop wizard. So um, yeah, last week it was it was me and UTT Rob for the first show of the new series, venturing back to the end of WCW almost in 2000 to look at Spring Stampede. Um, Rob's uh, every, every, Rob knows his stuff, doesn't he? Especially well, he, just in general, he's a fucking genius. But he knows all his his uh, WCW 2000 stuff. Um, and I, I had this really, I say funny in brackets, intro written out about how Huddersfield were a um, a kind of metaphor for WCW in 2000. Uh, somebody a failed venture bringing back an old uh, an old successful leader from the past and they proved me wrong because they're probably going to stay up now so six points for us next season though so that's good uh yeah so um go check out utt podcast as well you know i'm I'm sure if you listen to the show you probably have at some point but yeah rob and dan do a good job now this week i'm joined by another uh legend of podcasts and some people would say Is uh, one half of the fantastic chain wrestling, the the pride of Padium, the big fish, the sizable stickleback, Lord Mags of Podfordshire. Good evening, sir. Good e- it's, it's not even evening, it's morning. Good morning, sir. It's literally 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah. Two episodes into the new season, you're already scraping the bottom of the <laughs> podcaster barrel with me. Yeah, so it's good to be here. <laughs> Well, like I said last time, last season I tried to get all new people on, and um, it was good because I got to speak to loads of new people uh, that um, I sort of interacted with on Twitter. But they were like, "Oh, yeah, I'd like to come on the show." So it's good to get a few old, old faces on this yeah. show. So you went for the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's always always a good time coming on uh, Bang Bang. Um, I don't do enough guest spots anymore. Kind of fell out of the podcasting world. Uh, after being on every podcast that there's ever been, uh, but yeah, slowly getting back uh, the the love for it again. Now, uh, glad glad uh, I got the invite. Yeah, I think I think the first guest spot I ever did was with uh, you and Tolly on on Badlands right yeah. at the beginning of Bang Bang. Uh, yeah. That was good fun. So, you still keep in touch with uh, with Tolly? Yeah, he's he's kind of come off Twitter yeah. um, because of the whole Elon Musk thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, I still keep in touch with everyone who I podcast with. I just for for those who don't know, I went I went batshit a bit do lally and kind of like took a break from like all the content that I was making. But yeah, I still no, uh, there's no issues at all with any of the people I've uh, I've made podcasts with. They're, they're all absolutely superb people. Um, it's just it podcasting was filling a gap that needed to be filled with with something else and uh yeah i needed to get some 
priorities in order. So, yeah, but I'm making my way back. Uh, Sai and I are still doing uh, chain wrestling, mainly because I just have to rock up and he does all the work, which is uh, it's easy for me. Um, so, but yeah, uh, yeah, the the guys I work with were just superb, and yeah, I, I love them all to bits. Yeah, it is important. I mean, I I only do this show, and I. I mean, I should take breaks for because obviously there are a lot more important things that we all should be doing than doing this, to be honest. But in my case with Union, like, I, I really do have to you know, have you know, what was four months between the last show and coming back last week. And you do, it is healthy to have breaks. Cause, I mean, mm-hmm. from your, just from your point, you were doing multiple shows, weren't you, all, all at the same time? And yeah. it, it's a lot of work. People think, again, you know, with chain wrestling, is it a case of kind of rocking up and having a chat and a chain wrestling? But some of the other shows, when you're having to do notes and research for multiple shows a week, yeah. it takes a lot of time. Especially if you're going to do it in any kind of you know, put any effort in, which you know, my ex co-host, uh, <laughs> he was very much of the uh, the rock up in uh, as you might have noticed, listened to that WrestleMania episode. I think some of the matches he just left the room and didn't even watch. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it is a bit easier when you're that you know that part of the team that does the um, the rocking up and, and chatting bit. Yeah, that, um, and that's the thing with uh, with creating podcasts that people think it's just turn up, say some stuff, and and that's it. It's out out in the ether, but. No, you've got you've got to watch whatever you're talking about. Then, do, like you said, do your notes, and then there's all the editing, which can take twice as long as recording the podcast sometimes. Um, so there is a lot of work, and I ended up, it ended up just taking over like all my spare time um, to the point where I was a lot of the times organizing my life around podcasting rather than fitting podcasting into to my life. So yeah, it it had to kind of like. Uh, fall back a little bit um, and I'm, I'm enjoying it probably more now because I just get to do the fun bit rather than all, all the, the rest of the stuff so, yeah yeah so speaking of Wrestlemania did you uh, what did you did you watch it yes I did um, yeah. it it was certainly an event of two halves really the first yeah. night so good like, yeah. it, it it felt like the the kind of like the signature part of the Triple H era, then that too happens, and you think Vince McMahon's back in charge, you know? <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> Lol, Roman wins. Uh, yeah, I it's... mean, you probably you could have, like we said on our on our show, you you probably could have got you could have squeezed in the good matches from night two onto night one, and taken a couple of night one. I had like a, a really amazing like all-time classic wrestlemania yeah you're absolutely right i mean the the, the matches were some of the matches were, were superb just really good i think the the triple threat for the ic towel wow that was yeah. an absolute banger and then you get amazing moments like shane mcmahon uh showing his homage to his dad by popping yeah. his quads yeah which is obviously a, a good thing because and if there's one thing i don't like it's a shame mcmahon return the guy's a tosser. His, yeah. Your dad's never going to love you, Shane. Stop coming back and, and killing yourself for him. Um, <sighs> but, yeah, it was just that ending. What a sour note to end on, especially after all the build-up with with, yeah. with Corder. Um, coming back and, and becoming this massive superstar and not winning the title and Roman Reigns keeping it again. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It just... 
felt flat. Like I said, even though I, going into it, I wanted Roman to retain. I didn't want Cody to win. I think that was more. <laughs> that was more because I don't really, you know. But the build-up and that, I, they had me again. They had me believing that it was going to be, and it felt like if you're ever going to give Cody Rhodes a title, mm-hmm. you're never going to have a better moment than that. And then yeah. again, he could have lost it in a month's time. Yeah, exactly. But there'll always be that moment. Now that moment's gone, and if he, when he, if he eventually wins it somewhere else, it won't be as big or as special as that moment would have been would it? no exactly and I, and I get why they were, uh, they've, they have obviously knew about the sale happening and they wanted uh, Roman the, to be the face of the company and then there's the whole thousand days reign which is um, uh, monumental but then why put Cody in that story then yeah why 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 not keep that in the background they could have easily played the Sami Zayn thing off yeah yeah but it is what it is yeah yeah but Anyway, let's 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 talk of good wrestling. We'll get we'll get on to what we're talking about in a minute, which is probably not as Gash good wrestling. But yeah, so we're covering uh, an event from 1997. So in your house, Revenge of the Taker. But we have to obviously, as is tradition on the show, we have to look at the the top ten from the pop charts of that week in 1997. Now we're going to stick with 97 this week because last week it was 2000. And the top ten from April in 2000 was rubbish. So we're um, but this one's. Mm, there's some good, some bad on this one. We're going to stick with this one. So, um, right. So number ten. So this is the uh, 20th of April, 1997. Number ten is Reverence from Faithless. Oh, what a banger! The guy's um, just not not long ago died as yeah, well. Yes, yeah, Max, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. I forgot about this one. So obviously, this is from the same you know, album in the same time as. Um, Insomnia, yeah, yeah, which is a, the big one, which everybody remembers. But listen to this back because I remember this at the time. Were you? A, I, could, I could see you down the uh, discotheque, popping away yeah, to this. Uh, I mean, this was the time when I was sneaking into pubs, yeah. just underage. So yeah, yeah I was a, a bopper to the old uh, tunes down the the Millennium Nightclub or sneaking into Angels. <laughs> Uh, which was a a, a, a nightclub in a, essentially in a car park. So oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. And the nine, nine, ready or not, by course. I can't. I think I went for a listen to that, but I can't remember what it. Yeah. So this uh, that one, I'm sure, was like a dance remix of the Fuji song. Yeah. 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 It wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Good. I did buy it though. I must yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, did you buy? So at this time, it was. I can remember still buying um, single CDs at this point, and yeah, because this is at the time where you queue up, and well, not queue up, but on Monday morning, you you go to the record store and you buy. Again, we are talking quite a long time ago now. We are quite old, but I regularly on Monday morning you go to the, go to the I, there's a Woolworths just down the road from us, and you go down there and you buy the two or three CD singles. I probably spent thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of pounds and I just give them all away basically because I haven't got the room to have yeah. them. During this time I was I had a fan of, of getting at least six new singles a week. Yeah. But I I'd I'd had to go between Woolworths and HMV to get the ones that were on sale for ninety nine P or one ninety nine rather than the full price yeah. four quid ones because that, that was always a scam, weren't it? Where the yeah. full price ones. Yeah. But you wouldn't I be able to hear away, these songs. I give away about 5,000 CDs um, yeah. because I collected them. I never played them. Just all, all oh, very yeah. rarely played them. They're just taking up shelf space. Especially those singles. 
Especially yeah. you buy singles off of albums because you've already been released and you've got the album. Yeah. <laughs> and what what was worse is you you get this was the era where you start getting double releases, so they'd be like two versions of the same single, and you get like remixes of on them all. You get different songs, and you think. Well, I need both, really. I need to get both of them. <laughs> and they never play either of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got yeah the amount of CDs I threw out, which I bought like on special offer. I thought, oh, that's good. I'll, I'll buy that. And this never even came out of the packet. No. And, and now I just listen. I have Spotify, so I don't, well, yeah. I don't, I've never used a CD in about 10 years. But that was it. Like, I was having this conversation with somebody young the other day. And that it was, if obviously, these songs would get played on the radio every now and again. But you might not hear the song for two or three days. You might hear it once and go, oh, that's good. The only way you could hear it, would you obviously go and buy it? And we used to you know, go to clubs and stuff, and there's a few indie clubs, that club place in Bristol. And you go there and you'd hear songs which you'd never heard before. And you go and ask the DJ, oh, what's this? And then you'd go and seek it out and you'd, so it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, ah, well, your, it's DJ miss, your DJ missed a trick because the DJs down in nightclubs in Burnley, they'd flog you uh, a CD that they'd made, that they'd, <laughs> they'd downloaded the music off Napster. Yeah, flog you that CD, so you'd leave the nightclub with a CD in your back pocket. Jesus, <laughs> I barely left a nightclub dressed. No heavy keeping that, but yeah. Um, number eight, you showed me the Lightning Seeds. Are you a Lightning Seeds fan? Um, on and off, I like a few of the 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 bigger hits. I were I wasn't a massive fan of them. No, one of the first gigs I went to was Lightning Seeds. It was Lightning Seeds, Ash, and someone else, like on a, it was like an NME tour All right. in like 95, 96. But I never, I, I'm not, I've got this, I, don't, I wouldn't say I've got an issue with Scousers. But, but you can't stand them. But no, this, they were a bit too Scouse for my liking, Lightning Seeds. I, I never liked Cast either. They were no, now Cast, I, I, I like more than than the landing seeds but yeah. cast were the scousiest oh, of scouts scouse. and space yeah. as well were space scouts they were scouts weren't they, they was, that, I, didn't I might have made that up I just didn't like them that was an excuse you didn't like space oh no I, I did like space <sighs> yeah, that one Aven- song Avenging uh, Angels oh that was a banger Neighbourhood as well that was a oh, yeah, like, Neighbourhood yeah, yeah. yeah and the Ballad of Tom Jones yeah, that was, oh, was that with Cat at all? God, with Keris. I, yeah, yeah well, let's not even talk about this shitty wrestling. We'll <laughs> just carry on like reminiscing about '97 uh, indie music. Yeah, I mean, I had a big, I had a big crush on Keris Matthews back in the day. But she had that deep, gravelly voice, did, didn't she? And she could beat you up in a fight, couldn't she? Yeah. Which is probably oh, she, was, she was hard. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've got issues there. I think somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, she smoked and drank, and yeah, and I paid again. I said this on the show many times. I paid 16 quid for their debut album uh, on CD. Really? But, yeah, yeah. Was that? Did you buy it before, after the, because the big album was like the second one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was before, so it was quite, it was. So you was a Catatonia fan before? Oh, the first the album's, album. first album's really good. Again, I've almost got into fights about this before. <laughs> the first album is really, really good. The rest of the stuff is more, I'm, I'm, I'm a Catatonia hipster, yeah. I was yeah. there when they, they were. They did go very mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, <laughs> moving on. Um, I like this song as well. You might need somebody. Show Lama. I think I had a bit of a thing for Show Lama as well back in the day. What's your like fifteen when she released? This, so. <laughs> 
Well, I was, how old was I? I was 19. Yeah, that's still illegal. I was 19. That she wasn't. Oh, no, it's still fairly illegal. That's, that's what I said. It is illegal, it's, yeah. It's, but I it's... still think she was 15. No, she, she was a pretty young girl. She was a pretty young girl, yeah. I think yeah. she was like a one, maybe two it wonder. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't Leave Me by Black Street. I'm not. I'm aware of Black Street, only for um No Digger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Around the World, Daft Punk. This is That's the the iconic video where they're all like dressed up in, in costumes and like just yeah. going round in circles. Yeah. Yeah. Daft Punk are yeah. brilliant. Oh yeah, they were, especially yeah. this time, they were like really innovative. Like, sort of, yeah, fairly mind blowing, really. And yeah. one of the first sort of I think not one of the first, but them, and obviously a prodigy as well. They've been around for a long time, but around about this time, 96, 97, was when they made that crossover into the indie yeah. mainstream as well. Daft Punk were innovators of that. Yeah. Um, Bellissima, DJ Quicksilver, number four. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I bought that. that one. I'm sure if you played this, I'd remember it, but I couldn't remember that. I'm sure it's like, yeah, I think. Getting here to the dance now, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, staring at the sun. I fucking hate you two. You two? Is that you two? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that one. No. Well, we used to sing, because um, the, the, um, <laughs> the, I think the chorus is, I'm not the only one staring at the sun. And we used to sing, uh, we're not the only one staring at your mum. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's Mavericks. That, that seemed funny uh, when you were 19. Yeah, but, my, um, my missus' dad absolutely adores you two. Never a band that I was a, a big fan of. No, again, I said on the show, there was one time I actually quite liked you two, and it was in a. It was when I was in Thailand. Me and my mate were in Thailand, and we ran this club, and it was probably about four o'clock in the morning. And the, over there in Thailand, you could just buy the greatest hits of anybody, even if it didn't exist, you could just buy a CD with it burnt off. I remember like some early U2. That sounds like a Berlin nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, some early U2 come on, I was like, oh, I'm really getting into this. Maybe I've, um, you know, maybe I need to retrospectively go back and look again at U2. But I had been on a large amount of drugs that day, so <laughs> I put it down to that. But uh, number two, Old Before I Die, uh, Robbie Williams. Uh, this was his indie period, weren't it, when he just yeah. left Take That. Mm. But again, a story I've told a million times on this show was um, Glastonbury 98. Um, Robbie Williams played. It's probably one of the high points of the weekend he, he played. And it seemed to rain for most of the weekend, but it didn't rain when Robbie Williams came out. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, and he's actually quite good. But again, a caveat of this. I was <laughs> <laughs> I probably drank quite a lot and probably taken some substances as well. So, again, that may cloud my judgment. So, the asterisks behind those two, uh, those two uh, entries in the chart. And we'll just move on. Number one is I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. So, I can't stand this song. No. I can't stand R. Kelly. No, even before it turned out he was a massive nonce and a sex offender. Yeah. Yeah, it just so. was not my cup of tea. No. I, in, in my house, I banned music by R. Keller when it came out. It was a nonce, but nonce, nonce. 
yeah, it's good to be proven right. Actually, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like actually, I really don't like that guy. And it may you probably didn't like him initially because you thought he was a nonce, but actually, turned out it, that it turned know, out he was a nonce. Yeah, turned out, right, yeah. So everyone's the winner, apart from you know, uh, right, Mark Kelly. Yeah. So this now comes to the point in the uh, in the morning where we talk about wrestling. So uh, actually, we. Um, when we did a Christmas cracker, I think we did, uh, well, I go back to the previous pay-per-view before this was WrestleMania 13. And we've actually, me and Steve covered that on episode 38. Um, it also, I went back and listened to that actually before I did this. And it was a lot of talk. It was around about the time that, um, the actor that played Mike Baldwin had died. <laughs> so wow. lots of Johnny Briggs chat on the show. Um, and a story, I'm not, it's a story entitled the slug balancer and a drag queen. So go back and listen to that. I'm not going to mention who those two people were. And this is the first mention of Barbara Dixon on the show as well, I think. So it's quite so it's important. An, an iconic episode. Quite an important it? episode, yeah. But me and you, we did the Christmas cracker um, 20, so not last Christmas, Christmas before, when you, you know, we would get, I get people on to pick their, one of their favourite matches of all time. And we actually did the uh, Brett Austin match for uh, for Christmas cracker. Mm-hmm. We did. So that was sort of, Looking back at that WrestleMania, it was a, a one and a half match card, possibly. Yeah. I think I think the majority of pay per views in in '97 end up being just one, maybe two match cards. Yeah, yeah. So obviously that main event was the Undertaker. The well, the the main event of the night was Undertaker winning the winning the title from Sid. Um, but I've ever seen everybody remembers that WrestleMania for Austin and Brett, not the Rocky Maivia versus Sultan. And uh, the fucking headbaggers winning the number one contender match. Wow. Yeah. Put some respect on Mosh's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this event, Citizen Rochester Community War Memorial Arena. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a, just a, a youth club somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> About yeah. 40 people can, can fill it. But they're still getting... Obviously, this is in the... Um, in the, the the attitude era, the Monday Night War is kind of. But I'm not sure by this point if if WCW had overtaken them in the ratings. Are they by this point? Um, I don't think so, but I think it was getting pretty close. Yeah, yeah. but they're still drawing almost twelve thousand people in for like a a, a B sort of pay per view. Um, I, I enjoy that. I think I enjoy that. B is that's <laughs> that's putting it lightly. Definitely yeah. not a B-level pay-per-view. Yeah. I must say, on as, as another caveat, I've selected most of these shows this year um, for everybody to cover. Because year before, I normally let new people pick a show they want to cover. But for this series, I was like, right, I'll pick the shows that I want to go back and watch. So none of the blame can be attached. Sadly, none of the blame can be attached to my uh, co-hosts for these shows. Well, no, you, to be, he gave a list. So oh, he yeah, gave a list in a group. Blame. In a yeah. group. And I drew the shorts of, of not answering for ages and then got about four to pick from. And this was the very best of a bad, bad bunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse <laughs> as we go on. There's a few stinkers coming up, but people wanted to, uh, people wanted to pick them. So um, I went for ones which I thought would be good and ones which I thought would be funny. And this is kind of in between somewhere, I think. Um, yeah, but I love the, uh, that 97 WWF intro, the, the, the sort of, blue clouds kind of mm-hmm. thing yeah. um and then we're into the, the the video which details the undertaker mankind feud 
Um, and then one of the first signs we see is, is, is a sign that says Roach 316. So I was not sure if this was uh, um, a big fan of Pat Roach. Or uh, cockroaches. Cockroaches or uh, Scottish Danny may have been over there. He, he may have been a fan of uh, Ted Roach from the bill. <laughs> 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 or um, the, the guy, the main character from The People Under the Stairs. Have you seen that film? I've not seen that film, no. No, it's a horror film, but there's a character called Roach who lives under the stairs, so... Not possibly, possibly. I'm sure Chris Bennett. <laughs> That's a, it'd be a very um, unique um, sad if it's for that one. I think. Yeah, obviously Ted Roach would have been completely... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've got Shouty Vince on commentary telling us there's going to be three title matches. Yeah, he did. Um, and be... Vince was crap at commentary work. Oh, he was rubbish, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I hated him. I mean, should I have stuck to doing now. the voiceovers. Oh yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I see a different side of him. Now he's got his rapist moustache and uh, dyed hair. But... He looks like a character from LA Noir. Yeah, like yeah, from just... the nineteen twenties LA. Like, or he's gonna go meow. Yeah, she can't catch me, coppers. Meow. But it's almost like because. You think last WrestleMania, he actually really rest. He kind of wrestled, didn't he? Last WrestleMania, he took that stunner and uh, yeah. yeah, and he looks completely different because there was a picture on there. Because obviously, after he stood down and retired, nobody had seen or anything from him. And then a picture emerged in it. He was out for dinner with um, John Cena and two uh, two Dolly Birds. <laughs> uh, there's a picture well from WrestleMania with Linda McMahon as uh, come out this yeah. uh, this year. So I wonder if they're still together because I've not heard anything. He's Maybe. out with like gallivanting with his little pedo yeah. mustache and his dad black hair, <laughs> which is definitely not fooling anyone, Vince. The, the rumor is, didn't they? So there was a rumor coming out before the picture surfaced that he 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 was back and he'd grown a mustache. And everybody's like, nah, that's bollocks. And then he has. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the worst kind of moustache ever. Not a full, it could have been a full kind of like handlebar, really looked manly, but no, he's gone for the, the 1920s pimp moustache. That's because I always thought before, there was a big thing about him not liking facial hair, wasn't there? Yeah. About him, yeah. Because like he's a germ freak, isn't he? Yeah, like some sort of sign of weakness, because you're growing a beard. <laughs> yeah. But now he's got that little, um, little slug on top of his... Yeah, not great. Um, yeah, so the first match is the first of the title matches, and it's my, obviously one of my favourites, the Legion of Doom. Uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like Legion of Doom. Uh, so um, at WrestleMania, they've been involved in that six-man Chicago street fight with Ahmed Johnson against the uh, against the Nation of Domination, and then. Um, on Raw after Mania, they got announced as being the number one contenders, but they got into a bit of beef with the uh, the fucking Godwins. They got inadvertently slopped by the Godwins, uh, which led to a match on Raw with against the Godwins just before the pay per view, which Dave Owen came out and interfered to cost them the match. Um, and Vince then introduces Jr. and King as his co commentators, and then we get the, uh, the the champions coming out. So Owen in Bulldog and JR immediately says they're the greatest tag team in WWE history, and, <laughs> WWF history, which because they've got five reigns between them, yeah, not not 
five reigns per wrestler, but they shared five reigns, and that makes yeah. them the greatest of all time. <laughs> what a pillock! But they, I mean, they were they were good. Davy, I think this is probably one of my. It's not my favorite sort of period of Davy. He, he looked good in this period, and he, yeah. when he was when he had the you know the few the uh, going to the Heart Foundation stuff and the the rivalry to him and Owen Ad, you know, like going into WrestleMania, it was they were sort of running up on each other, and there was a lot of talk of dissension, and then they it looks like they're going to have a, a fight on there, and they end up getting into it on Raw, and Brett comes down and sort of gets them together and says, stops them from fighting, and that's where we get the, the Heart Foundation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've watched that, that uh, thing of Raw, and Brett comes down and gives a big speech about family and stuff, and even Lawler's uh, like moved to tears. <laughs> and they're like, what's wrong with you? Get hold of yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, Lawler, he's been like the, the biggest critic of the Hart family for his entire career. And he's like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's an yeah, emotional but, moment. But now the heels, he's a massive fan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but Owen comes out with a slam, isn't Dave? Yeah, Dave looks amazing. Um, Carrying a lot of gold as well, because I think Dave was the Euro champion at this time as well. So, yeah, yeah, they were they were golded up. Yeah, because they had the, the it, I think the, they had a tournament, didn't they? And the, the it was decided that it was Owen versus Davy Boy in the the final for the European title, and then they kind of the team had a bit of rivalry of you know who's the better person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is well, I I've not I don't think I've ever watched this pay per view before before I watched it for a good reason turns out, but um, but I'm watching it and it was a really quick match, wasn't it, to start off with. A weird, um, a weird finish because he does the like a power slam off the top rope uh, from Animal, I think, and then the ref counts the pin. It's like a Legion of Doom just won. So that's not that didn't seem again. It was, just, it was an odd move off the top rope. It didn't seem right. And then and then we get the redo. He order yeah. come out. I mean, the rule has always been. The ref's decision is final. So Mark Kiorda sticking his fucking beak in where it's not wanted. Yeah. And 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 said the illegal man was was pinned. Yeah, yeah. I think comes in and announced the LOD pinned the wrong guy, so the match will continue. But Owen's shouting, they should be disqualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the uh, Brett, uh, uh, Owen and, um, and Bulldog are, are not, don't want to come back to the match. They were saying, no, we're not coming. Yeah. And then they threatened, if you don't come back, you'll you'll not only lose the bad uh, count-out, but you'll also lose the titles as well, which, yeah. again, that's not the rules. <laughs> Who decides this? Think. 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 Just <laughs> just, I've had enough of these, these, these yeah. Heart Foundation. They could get fucked. Yeah. But they... Um... Yeah, Doomsday Device again, and the, the ref gets down to count, but for some reason, the, again, this stupid finish. So the ref gets down to count, but then stops to get up to the animal to get out of the ring. Animal's just stood there not doing anything. And in that time, Brett comes down and um, breaks the pin. And we get a nice DQ finish to start the, the pay-per-view off. I mean, the best way to start a, a, a pay-per-view <laughs> is hot by DQ finishes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. I always love when a when a pay per view. It always makes me feel that this pay per view is going to go well when they started on a DQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this match was. I I actually do genuinely love the LOD. They are my favorite tag team of all time. But they, this was not a good era for the LOD. They were way past the prime. I think. Yeah, I mean, I always hold a grudge against them because of um, <laughs> obviously. 
being a being a, a demolition lifer that I am. Um, but they were, yeah, this period when they when they came into WWF initially, they still looked pretty mean and nasty and still had it about them, didn't they? By the time they come back later on, yeah, this is this this. This period sort of starts off not too great and then gets yeah, worse. It gets worse and worse. And you get to uh, LOD 2000. Yeah. It, it, it's just horrific. It's just absolutely horrific. But, I mean, Owen and, and, and Bulldog were were uh, as good as, as, as it could be. Owen's always the, the big star and Bulldog. It might not have been the best technical wrestler, but it, it, carry, it could carry a good match. But, yeah, the LOD are not good in this match whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, pretty botchy all the way through and just the finish just an absolute damp squib of a finish yeah, yeah bollocks and then for from that bollocks if we get more bollocks then we go back to um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a tosser this guy is <laughs> austin's arrived no he hasn't don't you tell me austin's arrived yeah yeah owen says are you sure there's lots of bold blows hanging around so, <laughs> yeah. could be one of any of them um but he introduced he interviews the champions backstage and yeah he tells them that austin's here so they are they're quite shocked um but I think obviously something must have happened on what's the the pre-show thing or the, the free-for-all the free-for-all because there's no mention of why i couldn't work out why they were surprised austin because i watched the raw before this and there was nothing on that so so Maybe something happened, happened, something happened on the free throw or something to play into why they were shocked that Austin. Yeah, I can't remember the free throw. They, no. they don't put them on the network now, but so. You didn't um, go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go back and watch the free for all. No, absolutely not. No. Um, but they do fill Austin in in the bathroom later on. So oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe these were out of sync. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. <laughs> um, so Sonny and Brian Pullman then backstage getting. Slightly, <laughs> what amorous. a pervert brain! I know, not a great combination of people, you know. Sort of stability-wise, these two aren't really. Uh, no, um, and they'll be getting some backstage scoops tonight. Whatever that I mean, that might that might be a euphemism. I don't sure, but uh, and then we get the nation, the still the early early nation with a cast of a hundred coming down yeah. to the ring and with them. The two wannabe rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, it's the what they called PG thirteen, weren't they? They were, yeah. Uh, Clarence Mason, uh, a baby Dilo Brown, Savio Vega <laughs> in a suit. It looks, a, it looks oh. like a, a penguin in that suit. Yeah. And fucking crush. Yeah. What an oddball. Yeah. What yeah. a show. So the Raw before, so the Go Home Raw was. I think they were on tour at the time, really. So it was half yeah, it was, from. South Africa, Africa they're in, yeah. Yeah, and fuck it. I mean, imagine doing the. I can't imagine 1997 South Africa in Johannesburg, how well the Nation of Domination. (laughs) (laughs) A black militant group going over. In the time of apartheid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They may have caused the the balance of power to shift. You never know. The reconciliation was caused by. (laughs) Vince McMahon, yeah, and, and Farouk, and Farouk, yeah. Um, God, but in that match, Savio Vega beat uh, Rocky, so that kind of led to him having this this title match. And we get Kevin Kelly backstage with Rocky, um, 
a very determined young man, Ross. Uh, Vince describes him as, and he talks about there being a brouhaha last, <laughs> last Monday. It's lucky he got better on the mark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Fruit comes down to join the the commentary team in his with his arm in a sling. Um, Vince calls him Mister Fruit, which, <laughs> which is weird because it, when he came into the company, he was called Farouk Assad. So why mm. not Mister Assad? Yeah, yeah. Why not Mister Assad? Yeah, <laughs> I think the the, the berets definitely upgrade from the the blue helmet. <laughs> definitely, the tinfoil blue gladiator helmet. Yeah, I think the nation would have got over it as well as he came out with that. Um, but he, the, the, basically, they, they just talk about his feud with Ahmed Jones. It sort of distracts from the from the ring. Yeah, what's going on in the it, ring? It's, it, it, it goes into weird territory as well. That conversation because he talks about being married to Ahmed Johnson. That their their relationship is like a marriage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not really, mate. I don't remember ahead of his time, beating yeah. my missus up and and busted a kidney. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he said he Toxic challenged relationship. I challenged Ahmed Johnson to a the Gauntlet match. If he loses, he'll relinquish the the nation. And he mentions that Fruit took out Ahmed's kidney, and then Ahmed took out Fruit's arm. Fruit's arm, and then Fruit says next time it might be his pancreas, which is yeah. quite a <laughs> very specific attack. <laughs> I'm sure how he's going to get to it from. from you know? But yeah, watch out! Straight in the pancreas. Yeah. <laughs> now if he uh, could have pulled that off Farouk may have been the best wrestler ever well Crush at this point had the heart punch didn't it? as his, his finisher movie so the pancreas punch yeah I don't think he, yeah. that's good aim that's I'm very like struggle good to aim. see how the heart punch works to be honest the pancreas punch is not gonna it might give you diabetes I'm not sure but <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, uh, Ahmed said um, yeah he uh, he wants he says Ahmed wants to bring his black butt home i'm not sure that is well what about sportsmanship said vince which is a good point um yeah so they'll get involved outside we get the heart punch from crush which causes rocky to get carried out and savio's upset with this obviously because it's cost him the the chance of winning the title yep. and we're not far off are we the <laughs> the, the evolution of the worst of, people from of, the nation going the nation. off inside their own <laughs> factions, yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought, as a kid, I thought that was really cool. The different groups, the but watching back, actually, yeah, yeah the idea, the, the idea of it. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think is it is it the upcoming Survivor Series where we get gang rules? Yeah, so we get Los Bariquas and and uh, the Disciples of Apocalypse. So, yeah, so this one match leads to two of the worst groups, yeah. in, in two of the worst factions in WWF history, because we get yeah. Las Bariquas from uh, Savio, and Crush goes and forms DOA. They don't talk about it. They talk about the nation producing, obviously, The Rock and, you know, D-Lo and people like that. They don't talk about Skull and 8-Ball. Because, <laughs> really, technically, they're, well, they're Weren't they like neo-Nazis well. as well? I think they might still be. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah yep. <laughs> Ahmed comes down then, but it's two by four to chase everybody off. Cuts a promo, calls Savio an illegal immigrant, which is <laughs> not great, is it? Crush a convict, which is fair, really, and um, he accepts the challenge for the gauntlet. So, yeah. got that to look forward to at some point in the future. So, this two matches in two. Yeah. Dusty finishes <laughs> and a setup for a, a gauntlet match for the next pay per view. We, we're yeah. doing great guns here. Yeah, backstage and Ken Shamrock's 
attempted to use a computer. I think it looks like he's trying to disarm a nuclear weapon. <laughs> and those computers, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. they were old-fashioned. And, and the yeah. guy, I don't know who the guy was who Ken Shamrock was with, but um, you can tell they were, it was told to pretend to be funny because Ken Shamrock looks over at his screen and uh, puts on this fake laugh and I don't think those computers even worked. No, 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 no. And Vince tells us that Shamrock's going to challenge Mike Tyson on Raw tomorrow. <laughs> I, I can't remember that happening. So yeah, sure. I don't know if that, that that's entirely true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been so different. It could have been Shamrock and Tyson. That, um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I didn't happen. Right, Sable, Mark Merrow, and Doc Hendricks backstage. Fucking oh, hell, again, this... The sigh that I uh, that I produced when I saw this, it was uh, you could have heard it up in Burnley. Uh, she talks about her Slammy Awards and how Mark's rehab's going, but um, nobody's really interested. I mean, Mark won some boxing awards in this arena once, um, but then it, it all starts going off in the background, doesn't it? You see Austin sort of barges past and goes into what looks like the men's toilet, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely yeah. was the men's toilet. They had a sign yeah. and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And then you hear a bit of a, a ruckus. Yeah, and Mark Miro's pissed off because his interview time <laughs> has, has, has been uh, has has been took over, and then you see a shifty uh, bulldog and Owen Hart sneaking out. Uh, yeah, what are they carrying? I thought I thought got bent golf clubs. It looks like, but yeah, I'm one sure was a was. golf club, and then one was a. It just looked like a piece of tin. Yeah, but yeah, I don't get why they kept trying to make Mark Miro a big star. I, mean, I don't know why they're interviewing him in Sable outside the men's toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, from from what I've read, it was actually meant to be Mark Miro in a in a feud with the Undertaker for this pay per view, but he picked up the knee injury, um, yeah. so they went back to to the the Mankind feud. But can you imagine how boring a Mark Miro versus Undertaker feud would be? But obviously, Vince didn't he brought him in and thought he was because he was one of the. Only guys at this point apparently doesn't have a guaranteed yeah. contract, wasn't he? He was the he was the first guy that Vince uh, essentially stole back or stole from WCW in this uh, in this era where uh, big name wrestlers were going. He got the guaranteed contract, and Vince thought he was going to be a massive star, and he he was charismaless. If he didn't have Sable, he had he had nothing. Hmm. Well, Vince obviously saw him as the in the Johnny B. Bad gimmick for that. That's amazing. And for in in thirty years, I'll steal that mustache <laughs> and I'll use it for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a fine looking mustache, Mark. But obviously, when he comes in, it's like, well, no, he can't be that character. And he was the wild man when he when he yeah. first came in, and he still and then a, he became a box. He leaned into the boxer stuff, didn't he? Yeah, and then into the wife beater stuff, and kind of. Uh, but now apparently he's like a he's a preacher, isn't he? Like yeah, a, he's like a motivational speaker and things yeah. like that. So. Good on him. Good on him for that. But the charisma of a of a slice of Dairy Lee. I mean, what a what a difference. So obviously Sable was married. I'm not sure how many times Sable had been married, but obviously she was married to Mark Marrow and then got married to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Two different types of characters, I'd imagine. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine Mark Marrow being that? jilted ex who tries to cause trouble in that in that relationship yeah. and brock just snaps him in half yeah yeah so he probably been... made brock a brew for after yeah. he'd finished plowing his missus yeah 
he's like he's, he's been you know that's really disrespectful uh going out of my missus who is it no it's uh ah, it's right. he's like nah, i didn't love her anyway <laughs> yeah he seems like a nice kid so yeah <laughs> oh god so yeah so the the, the board are going to win they've done some damage to austin in the yeah um now then from that cultural high point we get, <laughs> we get another cultural high point it's this is uh, where Jesse, it's gonna pick up Jesse, we've had Jesse, two dusty finishes we're gonna get it's going into the good stuff now jesse james jesse j why was the spell with two m's um i have no idea absolutely no. we've picked up on it uh, on a couple of podcasts i've been on and yeah. there's no explanation why maybe just he just didn't want to link him to jesse james the 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 gunslinger yeah, yeah. Um and he's singing the uh the, the song and he the uh with my baby tonight. The one he actually sung and not the double J Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, but double J, yeah. A fucking song. Country me I I mean I I've not got much time for country music, to be honest. Um especially hokey shites like this kind of American country music. Uh, yeah, but this song's now took a laugh on of its own. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, so this this storyline, one for the ages. A hockey top man has been looking for a, a protege, and he he identified Jesse James. Obviously, he's got a musical background, so it makes sense, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he gave him his guitar on Raw, which he which he accepted, and he thought, oh, he, he's gonna done a, he's done a deal here, but then he smashed it up. And it was oh, a vintage guitar. So Again, this is the off. time when Honky Tonk Man was on commentary quite a lot. Very aggressive man on commentary, Honky Tonk Man. He's like really shouty on commentary, Honky Tonk Man. I think he's just shouty naturally. Yeah, just really angry, shouty commentary. Um, but he announces he's got a, a protege. Um, Although tonight, tonight he's going to announce, isn't he? Because he hasn't announced his protege yet. So Honky Tonk Man comes down to the ring. And Vince is like, well, maybe he didn't get a, you know, maybe he's going to wrestle himself. I mean, fucking hell, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. If anything could be worse than that, is what we got. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he announces his protege. And it's the artist formerly known as Billy Gunn. Now, now, now it's Rockabilly. Coming out wearing a, a sequin shirt with rockabilly on the back. But he had his own song Jesus as well, didn't he? And, uh, and uh, his own dance, which yeah. didn't work. Yeah, it was Jesus. What a yeah. coming from being the, a smoking gun to rockabilly. That's a that's a kick in the bollocks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But there's a sign that says Gertie Man in the crowd. Which, um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was put up for rockabilly. But Lawless says that Honky Top Man admired Billy Spunk. Because so, he, st- he stood up to him and pushed him, didn't he? Uh, yeah. when, when Billy Gunn was being interviewed as yeah. a protégé. I mean, is that how a protégé gets the, the gig? They have to pass an interview. <laughs> so if you get the, the, the he's at ringside, Honky, and um, Jesse James is the, I suppose, can we call it the, the Jeff Jarrett strut thing, the... With the fingers and the, I mean, mm-hmm. fucking hell. Uh, um, yeah, it's not a, not one for the ages, is it? This match. No, it's it's, no. it's gash. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely gash. But uh, Jesse James wins with a, a small package, and then we all lose by having to hear that song again. And Hockey Top Man then tries to hit him with the guitar, but misses. I just put what a useless bastard. At the end of yeah. that, that could be that could be all three of the people in this match. To be honest. Yeah, this but, this. 
the one saving grace for this match is knowing what comes out of it. Well, yeah. You get the New Age Outlaws. Um, but if you were watching this at the time, what this is absolutely no point. This match, it's fucking ridiculous. No. Ridiculous. Everyone involved in this match should be fired immediately. Yeah, yeah, including the commentators. <laughs> the, the fans just didn't give a shit as well. They were, no. I mean, there was a bloke in the in the front row. I'm sure it was Willie Fawn. Absolutely spitting <laughs> image of Willie Fawn. I didn't realize he was a massive wrestling fan, but uh, the fans just there was there were no. There was no chanting or no... They just weren't interested at all. They were just sat on their hands. It was just sad. Sad to watch. Yeah. I'm surprised these two characters didn't guard a much crowd reaction, to be honest. Um, mm. But yeah, but yeah, like you said, not even a year down the line from now, these two, of the, both these guys are going to be, you know, part of the hottest group in, in wrestling. Yeah. Which and- at this point is completely insane. That, exactly. I mean, you you would think that they will both be on the chopping block for 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 getting cut. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's not like they hadn't had oppor- multiple opportunities in the company and, and nothing was getting over. So I wouldn't be surprised if the New Age Outlaws thing was like their last kind of roll of the dice. And, yeah. I suppose it, in a the way worked. they were lucky that they were in, a, in an era when. WWF couldn't really afford to let anyone go. Yeah, because <laughs> they were willing to work for for a hot dog and a handshake. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like as long as you don't leave us, you can, you can. Yeah, you can stay. Um, Doc tries to sell us an Undertaker door banner for thirty dollars now. I mean, um, it was just a, it was just a door size poster, but that would yeah. have been cool. Yeah, if you were like eight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now we're, we're pretty much through to the... Luckily, you're just being a, in your house. That's the undercard done, pretty much. I mean, yeah, the, what was the run time like? An hour and 50 for a pay-per-view. I mean, yeah. Raw is now Glorious. three hours long, and this pay-per-view yeah. is, is two hours. What, Madness. Compare that to the, the show we had last week, which was that WCW Spring Stampede. That was touching three hours, and there was 14 matches on there. And this has got five. It's got five in two hours. And you can you make it. I mean, out of those forty matches last week, very few that went under went over five minutes. But there was also probably about twenty five backstage segments as well. Yeah. So this is a lot easier on the. Uh, I mean, it's bollocks, but it's a lot easier to get through. Um, <laughs> so the heart is back with Lance Wright. Where do I know Lance Wright from? Lance Wright was. I've seen him on some else, ECW or something like that. Um, Lance Wright, backstage not guy. Has this guy whatsoever? No, and, and no. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they think obviously all the Austin started the trouble in the toilet. He came in and barged in and disrupted whatever Owen and Bulldog were doing in there. Yeah. What were they doing in the toilet? Two pieces then, of the metal in there. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. So then we get to the the good stuff. So we see a video. It's a weird video, isn't it? This one. About the uh, Taker of Mankind stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it leads into the fact that this was this feud was like bodged together because of Mark Miro's injury. Uh, they had to re pun intended reignite the the storyline with him. So with um, Mankind burn Undertaker's face oh, yeah. with some flash yeah. paper um, to kind of like restart <clears throat> this feud. 
Yeah. Well, they showed the history because obviously when and the, when mankind started, which is roughly just over a, a year ago, after WrestleMania 11, its first feud was with with the Undertaker, and they feuded pretty much almost through to Survivor Series. Yeah. With very live matches and the Boiler Room Brawl matches and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then um, uh, after the Undertaker feud, mankind had sort of teamed up with Vader, and they had a few tag matches and had the match at WrestleMania. Um, Undertaker obviously had the everybody talks about this time where it was it was supposed to be a rematch when WrestleMania was supposed to be Brett and Sean. Sean got fucked off and decided to, you know, when he lost his smile and yeah. So then they they were trying to work out what to do with the title, weren't they? So it went from what so the the, the Rumble, didn't you? And then Brett won it and dropped it to Sid, and then Sid dropped it to Undertaker at WrestleMania. Properly hot potatoed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after the, uh, the Raw after WrestleMania, they announced that Mankind is under, under number one contender Undertaker. So for some, for some reason. For no reason whatsoever. Mark Mero is injured. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So just imagine Mark Mero would have been wow. the number one contender for, for the title. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, knowing Vince, he would have put the belt on Mark Mero. <laughs> so we uh, dodged a bullet there. But that rule after WrestleMania, so Mankind cuts the premise saying, you know, he's um, he's uh, talking about Uncle Paul having having left him. He's gone, he's gone. And Paul Bearer comes out to the ring when the Undertaker's out there, asking him to come back, begging, begging the Undertaker to take him back. And then Raw finishes with... Um, <laughs> So the end of the end of Raw, Vince is gonna um interview Undertaker. And Vince says, Please would you welcome me, the Undertaker? <laughs> 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 I mean you're supposed to say, please will you join me in, in welcoming Undertaker? We've got his line mixed up. But um and that's when Undertaker comes out like in a he's got like a sort of cowboy hat version Undertaker, looking very ginger. Um and he talks about it a bit and thanks Sid for being a for being a, for being a man and putting a title in there. But uh, says he's going to give Sid a rematch at one point. Um, but then the show ends with Undertaker and not giving the Paul Bearer an answer. Bearer's begging the Undertaker, and then Mankind's on the screen as well, pleading with Paul Bearer to take him back. So it was quite a strange. What a love triangle! What a love triangle! Um, but then the week after is when they get the fireball thing which is probably one of the few times anyone's ever actually got a fireball right in wrestling yeah. um, when we get to the match <laughs> whatever instance of it not quite not quite coming off uh, but still the, the, apparently the plan was supposed to be fair because when we get to the austin match later on that sid was being positioned to wrestle brett after this so sid come out for the save with the Undertaker when um when after the the attack by mankind. Um but then the next week on Raw it's supposed to be um Sid versus Mankind. But Sid legitimately doesn't turn up. Yeah, did so, it did it was it uh, one of those times when he had he had softball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I think that that was more important. Yeah, but it was being advertised as Sid versus Mankind all the way through. And then they say, Griddle Monsoon's like, well, we can't get hold of him. We don't know where he is. So if he doesn't turn up, it's going to be Austin versus Mankind. 
And Austin's like, I'm not doing that. He already wrestled earlier on the night. Austin's like, I'm not doing not wrestling again. And he says to him, right, I'll wrestle. But if I wrestle, then you need to give me Bret Hart. Yeah. So I don't think the plan was to have another Austin-Bret Hart match straight after. It was supposed to be, I don't know what they're going to do with Austin. But apparently it was supposed to be Sid versus Brett. Yeah, but, but then Brett had a legitimate knee injury, didn't he? So I think yeah. it was um, this was to to kind of wrap Brett off, but yeah. then put the heat onto Austin. Yeah, because if you think about it, I've been on Sid because Sid yeah. didn't need it. Yeah, because Austin cost because Brett cost Sid the title in the the main event of WrestleMania, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. so a very a very odd time. People just not. Like with Brett, uh, with Shawn Michaels saying, actually, fuck it, I'm going away. Sid just... <laughs> not even, not even not having the balance to do that, that. just, just did turn yeah. up. Like, I think, I think the, the, the storylines were, were being rewritten on the fly with this, yeah. with injuries and, and, and people just uh, downing tools. Yeah, it, must, it was a tough time to keep the stories coherent. Yeah. Yeah, but so that um yeah so that match it's a good match actually Austin and Mankind when the first time we'll put it the first time they ever wrestled together mm-hmm. on the main event of Raw, but that ends in a run-ins with the Bulldog and LOD and Vader who scraps with Mankind, um and then that go home Raw, um in the US it's Mankind and Vader versus the Headbangers, but uh Mankind gets golf juice spat in his face by the uh, by the Headbangers. And he mistakenly gives Vader the mandible claw. So I think they're probably going with that afterwards of mm-hmm. mankind Vader kind of feud. Because Vader turns face fairly, doesn't he? Yeah. Not long after this, I think, just to finish him off completely. Um, yeah, but then the pre match. So Doc Hendricks and Paul Bearer and Mankind are backstage, and Mankind cuts a promo about the burning smell and. He comes up with a fire extinguisher, doesn't he? And, yeah, and he says it's going to be the the happiest day of his life when he's yeah. when he wins the world title. It's, so um, going, yeah, it's going back to that, that raw, the one oh, where Sid didn't turn up. They, um, I think, legitimately. So mankind comes out and they cuts a probably almost a ten minute promo, and he goes off in some weird places about the Undertaker's hotel rooms and how he's on better flights and things like that. And stuff like that. I genuinely think they were stalling for time in case Sid turned up. Sid did turn up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was in the ring for age because of, and then Undertaker does a promo on screen as well. And it's like, this is sort of 15 minutes and mankind's come out for the main event, but they have literally, let's just chat for a bit, just in case we'll give Sid a chance to, this is on live TV and he's just improv just in case the guy who's supposed to be there actually arrives. Like, and it's like, nah, actually, we're just, well, he's not coming. So Austin just comes out at the end. It's like, yeah, just, we'll just get the match. Yeah. 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 But it's match then, yeah. So I was um, listening to somebody the other day, uh, what Mick Foley said about this match. And he said he, um, there's a spot later on in the match where he gets caught up in the ropes and does the old hangman spot, which he's yeah. done millions of times, which cost him his ear. And his uh, his mask was supposed to come off, and I think Undertaker takes it off. But the plan was the mask to come off, but he'd got um, sandpaper and stuff and rubbed it all down the side of his face, so it to, looked like to rough his was, skin up. Yeah, to look like he was, you know, slightly deformed, and so he'd made the effort to do that, but he hadn't told anybody. 
so they'd um they deliberately didn't show it because sorry did that for stamp yeah. it up in his face for nothing basically. for nothing yeah, yeah yeah and i think they didn't they, he didn't tell them that he was going to do that spot either so when the mask come off they thought oh that's an accident so we won't we won't show his face with the mask off so yeah he tore the side of his face up basically for for no reason so. and not only that is is his match got bumped from the main event because Austin uh, needed a little bit of time and Gorilla Monsoon said, um, yeah, yeah uh, I have the power to switch this card around. So I'm going to give, he's, Austin's earned this match. So I'm going to uh, going to give him a little bit of time to, yeah. to recover. So the pay-per-view Revenge of the Taker, where Undertaker is defending his title in, a, in a, a, one of his career feuds, and his match is bumped yeah. for, for Austin versus Brett. <laughs> but I mean, this is this match doesn't get talk, spoken about in the you know the the stored rivalry between the two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty full on. Undertaker comes down. There's no long intro, is it? They both they just kind of get into it and are beating the hell out of each other. But it's some enjoyable banter about Vader being the. Uh, on house arrest in Kuwait, still, <laughs> like making light of it. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. Um, and JR says, Mankind's got one leg shorter than the other. Um, we get the spot where Mankind smashes a jug over Undertaker's head on my outside. Lots, of, again, the refs, the ref seems to just let everything go in this match as well. Oh, there's plenty of leeway, yeah, plenty yeah, yeah. of leeway. <laughs> Yeah, lots of unprotected chair shots, and and he gets the Undertaker's dodgy makeup as well from where he was burnt with his yeah uh, yeah yeah. And 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 Paul Bearer's dodgy makeup where it's quite clear he put on loads and loads because of a spot that was uh, perhaps coming up later <laughs> yeah. in the match. Yeah, but you get to the end almost to the end, so you get the the Undertaker uh, Manable Claw Undertaker, but there's a ref bump, so no count. Another ref comes in, and for some reason, Mankind gives him the claw. Which, which <laughs> meant, makes no sense, because that ref came in to get the pin. Yeah. He won the match, but instead he takes out the second ref. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets steps in the ring, but then eats it after a dropkick Undertaker. And then we get that hangman spot with the mask coming off. I mean, again, some of the stuff he's doing, even at this point. And then that, the um, when, he, uh, when he goes... Gets through the, he gets smashed in the head with the steps, and when he goes head first through the table, through the that's nice a good table. Spot. That's a nice... I, I totally forgot about that spot. That <laughs> yeah. he literally he, he's he's in midair and he repositions himself so he goes head first through the table. <laughs> now the table doesn't break in half like normal wrestling tables does. Yeah. There's a hole in the table where he went actually in head first. So his head's in the table and he's like his back and his arse and his legs are all hanging out the table. It's a, it looks properly yeah, it looks good. Amazing, properly it? funny. Um he until uh, gets me gives him a choke slang, but he kicks out and it's like, wow. Um then Tombstone and Undertaker wins. Um and then we get to the uh we get to the enjoyable bit now. So Yeah. What I do mean, you think the plan was? So far. Yeah. So far this was a great match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not probably one of the best between these two, but that's a high bar for them to, to be uh compared against. But yeah, this was a really good match. It, by a mile the best match on the card so far. And then this fucking last spot happened. Yeah. So do you think the original plan was 
Mankind was supposed to do it again and then yeah. it, it undertake a move and it gets Paul Bearer in the face. Yeah, so yeah. Paul Bear so Paul Bearer is like being chased around the ring and I think that's to give Mankind the the time to get the, the flash paper ready and the lighter. But you can see he's struggling with it. Um so um Taker uh, basically delays for time, gives uh, Paul Bearer a bit of a kick in, and then it looks like he's meant to hold Paul Bearer up and then um, Paul takes the flash paper, but you can see Mankind's really struggling with the flash paper. So he just batters Paul Bearer, uh, takes the flash paper off uh, Mankind, who goes down with one of the weakest shots, rolls out of the ring, essentially, and just leaves it to take it. To, yeah, to you the got job. it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, this is another time when the flash paper part works really well because Taker holds it in, essentially in Paul Bearer's face, lights it up, and it it looks it looks impressive the the massive big flame obviously it doesn't burn like a like a a proper flame would but yeah it worked and this is was this to wrap Paul Bearer off for a while uh, yeah. until Kane comes back I think get it yeah but he comes back um, a few months maybe a couple of months after this and it's when he comes back and he's got ginger hair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's got all the bandages over his face and stuff. And he then he comes back talking about Undertaker's secret and that sort of thing. And then we lead yeah, to that goes on for that goes on for a long well, that goes from that sort of May all the way through till like October. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goes on a long time. Um and he sells it. He sells it well as well. You can hear him later on still screaming in the background. Uh, <laughs> Um, and you hear one fan going, "Ha ha! How does it feel? How does it feel? Like you are invested in this story." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the interview with the Heart Foundation backstage, and there you can hear Paul Bearer screaming in the background. <laughs> it burns! It burns! <laughs> um, but yeah. So after WrestleMania, that's when Brett became like the fully fledged heel after that match at Austin, especially in the USA. And was he made a point on that raw after WrestleMania of apologizing to all his fans in the UK, in Europe, in Africa, <laughs> everywhere apart from the USA. Um and I forgot about this when he, he brings up Shawn Michaels and as a go at him. And then Michaels comes out, doesn't he? And he beats up Michaels and yeah, yeah, I forgot about that moment. Um, how he was screwed out of the rumble and won the final four, got screwed then, and uh, and it, he's quite. He, we're not far off Vince sort of getting involved and stuff as well, aren't we? Because Vince comes out and because he's got Shawn Michaels on with the figure four around the ring post, and Vince comes out and tries to sort of get him off. And next week, because you don't get any Austin the week after WrestleMania, but the week after that, Austin comes back and says he never quit. He's not finished with he's not finished with Brett and challenges him to a fight. Brett's not interested. He's like, oh. Um, and later that night is uh, again The Rock versus Bret Hart, which is uh, yeah, but it was a very different Rock. Um, yeah. But uh, Austin comes down and gets involved in that and costs Bret the title, and LOD comes down as well. And then we get Sid vanishing, so the match gets changed to Austin and Bret again. Bret comes out with Davy Boy and Owen, they get sent to the back by uh, the refs and Gorilla. And uh, I mean, you forget how Austin, like by this point, Austin is massively, massively over, and they, yeah, it's getting to that point because the, the 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 mythology kind of thing, like you guys covered on the change in attitude of, um, 
Austin wins King in a Ring, and then like the next week it's 316 signs ever and he's massively over and like that didn't happen did it no it, it, no. it took it took it a, almost a year mm. for for it to to really barrel all after after the king of the ring austin was back being like mid-card wrestling wrestling yep. the likes of savio vega um yep. So yeah, it's it's not what the WWE would like you to believe it is that it was instant over. Uh, it did take a, a a lot of work, but at this time now he's on the cusp of being the biggest star in the company. Yeah, yeah. Um, JR says thanks to everybody in the UK for staying up. I know <laughs> that was nice, wasn't it? And and they 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 show off that they they're live in the US and Canada and the UK now. They're laughing about. 500 countries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Laura says hello to Diana as well, which is a bit yeah. of a... And, and, and Vince doesn't have a clue who he's, who he's, who he's on about. Yeah. And then JR goes, well, uh, she's uh, she's not a princess anymore after some uh, some uh, irregularities in the, in, in, the, in the marriage. And wow, how topical. Cheers for that there, JR. Yeah. yeah. Um... And he's, yeah, you see Paul Bearer getting taken away at the same time in ambulance. And uh, yeah, so, still, still screaming. Fucking burns. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew getting burnt. It, it, again, he got burnt so badly, it turned his hair ginger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's a Brett dominated something, really. Working on the knee, and yeah, a few times Austin gets uh, the upper hand. But I mean, Vince, Vince actually mentions Brett being a heel. Been a bad guy in the past. Said about how oh, how he was uh, for years. He was uh, a bad guy, and uh, for years he was when he well, obviously when he was in the Heart Foundation when he first came in and that sort of thing. So acknowledging the past, um, figure four, which gets reversed, which again has never made any sense ever. <laughs> it re- do you not know that it reverses the pressure? Because I oh, don't course, think yeah. they tear that enough times. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Get the refs against everything's everything's going and the ref lets everything go. Yeah. Um sharpshooter, but Austin reverses that and it looks like Brett's gonna tap and then uh, <laughs> get some interference. In the main event as well. In the fucking the closing the show the same yeah. way they open the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't get it, initially Austin fights them off and then they get out of the ring. And then they come back in again. And then, yeah. yeah. The rest like, no, actually, yeah. 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 But he finished with Austin getting Brett in the sharpshooter and he's sort of tapping, he's smashing the hell out of Austin, uh, uh, Brett's knee and he's like, yeah, we're writing him off. Because he does turn up on crutches. He's still on the show, isn't he? But he's on crutches for... Yeah. A I while think he had a, actually had a legitimate knee injury. So hmm. he needed the time off. Um, but in this match, there's some... There's some Good spots. You, you see the um, uh, the typical uh, Brett for, uh, figure four around the post, yeah. and then he tries it again, and Austin's able to fight him off. But the the spot with the uh, the knee brace coming off, I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where uh, he's just uh, Brett's just about to lock in the the sharpshooter, and he gets donked on the head with Austin's knee brace. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you forget like how. Austin getting the the injuries that he got, especially the neck injury as well, and, and how he changed his style. Mm-hmm. You know when he got 
when he was when he was a massive star, he was a it changed to be more of a brawler, that kind of thing. But yeah, because because he, he stunning Steve Austin. Uh, oh yeah, and, and ringmaster period. He was he was a very technical wrestler. Yeah, uh, and then once his his knees went, and then his neck, it it, it was, it was almost like um, a John Cena five moves of doom kind of style. Yeah, um, there wasn't much technical grace to it, but it, it it that I think helped his character because he became an everyman, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and again, we said it before on the show, but that 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 time he was out injured and he wasn't actually wrestling, he was just on the show every week. Cutting promos, yeah. giving people stunners, <laughs> shooting, just... shooting a picture of Vince McMahon with a bow and arrow <laughs> in his back garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting the gun on Vince, which went uh, went bang, and Vince and pissed Vince himself. Pissed himself. <laughs> that <was> brilliant. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a, a bit of a, a shame the way those matches work. I mean, the Undertaker folio match. If you take away the the after match shenanigans. Was a, was a good match, but again, it sort of pales in comparison to the matches they had before and after that. Yeah. Um, the I, the I, Undertaker I, Mankind feud has always been weird to me because yeah. it starts off with the the matches that you would end a feud with, like the Boiler Room Brawl and Buried Alive, and it's the la- the later matches where it's just standard matches, which is it's just the reverse way of going through a feud. Yeah. Uh, um. Like you said earlier, it probably wasn't the plan for him to be mm-hmm. in this spot as Undertaker's first contender. But I mean, I suppose it made sense to save pair of hands for Undertaker. Yeah. You know, you know they can put on good matches. Yeah, they exactly. work well together. I don't think they had a bad match. No, because Undertaker holds it till SummerSlam, and then that's where he loses it to, to Brett mm-hmm. again. Um, and people forget this was the first time Undertaker won the title since like in. Hulk Hogan Survivor Series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah, did, get this... did, he, did he retire? He's only been champion, like, what, five times? Yeah, yeah. For someone who was such a long career. And this is like kind of the beginning of a good period for him, because you know, a lot of the stuff in the 90s he did was bollocks, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Are you, are you slating the yeah. Undertaker versus Undertaker match? How I dare am, uh... you? Undertaker versus Kamala, or well, he wasn't Kamala. He was uh, what was he? He was not Kamala. He wait, he did wrestle Kamala. I'm thinking of somebody. Else. I'm thinking of uh, Kama, Undertaker, yeah. and um, Giant Gonzalez. Undertaker. He could go on and on and on. It was lots of bollocks. Undertaker, but this was yeah. So we got obviously Kane coming in later on, and from that period on, his career is pretty good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah, he's all right, Undertaker. <laughs> Um, right, so we'll do the Meltzer ratings in a minute. There is a new segment which I forgot actually was the uh, the YouTube comments which um, we did last week went down stunningly well. Nobody nobody's mentioned it, but but Rob um, Rob suggested that we look at Terry Funk versus Chris Candido, um, and the whole match is on YouTube, but there's not many comments. There's only one. There's a lot of comments for one particular clip. So it was a, a hardcore match they had, which ends um, with Terry Funk giving Chris Candido a, a pile driver in a stable next to a real live horse. And um, and as Terry Funk pile drives Chris Candido, the horse kicks Terry Funk <laughs> yeah. quite hard. Proper, so, uh, proper throttles him. We've got uh, we've got a few comments from that clip. So if you just if you want to have a look at yourself, just 
type in Terry Funk. It's, it's self-explanatory. Terry Funk pole drives Chris Candido in a stable in brackets horse kick. So uh, if you can't find it from that description, I'm not sure where you're going to find it. So somebody, <laughs> some of the top comments from that, somebody's put, um, you fucking horse, I'll kick your ass. No, Terry, don't give Russo booking ideas. Um, I think we can all agree this is, in, without doubt, the greatest man versus equine match in wrestling history. Which I think is, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, this is the same horse Terry claimed was sick as an excuse to get out of wrestling at the 1993 Survivor Series, <laughs> which I think might actually be right. Terry Funk also once slapped a horse in the face, cutting a promo on his ranch. Uh, yeah, a lot of people... So this is quite a detailed one. Even the commentators realised what a stupid and dangerous idea this was. You don't fuck around with a 400-pound animal with a nervous yeah. disposition and wearing steel shoes. Terry Funk, in brackets, who obviously knows more about animals than the idiots who were running this wrestling company at the time, insisted that the horse be tranquilized and later said that if it hadn't been that kick, might have killed him outright. Certainly would have broken his arm at the very least. So, a bit of health and safety there. So It's very interesting that on the WWE's official YouTube um, video of this clip, they've yeah. turned comments off. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. there was probably a lot of horse-based comedy on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not the greatest idea, I'd imagine, having a match no. next to a real-life horse, is it? No. But thank you for Rob for just now. Have you got a suggestion, Mags, for a, for a, for a clip for next week? Yeah, I mean, um, I've got a go-to clip that I, I must watch multiple times a year. It's one of my favourite moments in wrestling uh and it's uh chris jericho's wwe debut where he um okay. he uh interrupts the rock cutting a promo on on big show uh and even now i've watched i must have watched this video a, a hundred and fifty times and i still get goose pimples from the pop when Jericho's name flashes up on the board um, and and the fans just go absolutely mental. Yeah, it's just a massive moment for me. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've got... The WWE actually have it on their YouTube channel. Uh, it's got, like, 8 million views. So, yeah, yeah definitely check that one out. There is you, comments uh, on it, I think. Did you there's, know? There's 12,000 comments. Oh, so you've got loads you. to go at. <laughs> thank you very much, Ross. I'll start looking for those in a minute. Um... Did you know that was Jericho coming in at the time? So at the time, um, I was not really kind of in the internet wrestling community. No. Um, I knew who Jericho was, uh, but I wasn't also a massive um, WCW fan. Um, but seeing the signs uh, coming and then the... Because this had run all year. This was like a... Um, like you saw the vignettes, the uh, countdown to the millennium, yeah. obviously. Um, and then when it, when it, it I think the, the back, the, the show was actually it's like August, so obviously that wasn't the millennium. But I knew who Jericho was. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that he'd left WCW. So when, when that, that hit, I, it was one of those like instant moments where you think, this is going to be my guy. I can see me liking yeah. this guy for a long time and I have he ended up being probably the greatest wrestler that I've, I've seen uh, the ways he's reinvented his career over and over again he's gone a little bit 
batshit over the last couple of years. Uh, some some ridiculous uh, attitudes and mindsets, but mm-hmm. all in all, yeah, um, this it's just an amazing moment for me. Um, by far the best debut. By far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look through the twelve thousand comments on that. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's your own work for next week. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right. Let's. Um, uh, I'm gonna try and get the Meltzer ratings somewhere. Uh, would you like to give everybody a, a plug for your? Well, I say you're normally you're your various wares, but at the moment it's um it's mainly chain wrestling, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, like uh, like I said earlier in the show, I fell off in the podcasting world. I'm, I'm a sham of a podfather, Max, to be quite fair. Uh, I, I think I should relinquish that 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 name. Uh, but if you do want to listen or watch to uh, my content, you'll uh, we say and I have, have took the uh, the stupid idea of going live with our content, so you can watch us be pillocks in real time uh so if you go to the uh sjp world media youtube channel every monday night and uh nine o'clock say and i go live with a new episode of chain wrestling where we we review uh, a wrestling match um that is tenuously linked to the match that, that happened the, the week before so essentially throughout the the hundred and odd episodes we've done all the matches are, are linked together in kind of like a um uh, six six degrees of separation style, but the wrestling's actually become the the smallest part of the the show now. Um, the most fun we have is is interacting with the with the watchers and the, and the the little uh, group of uh, internet wrestling community fans that 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 we talk to. We we have a non wrestling topic uh, every week where people can get involved and give their their answers and opinions we uh we have a hall of lame where we we give uh we we give a bit of spotlight to the worst things in wrestling and then we've also started doing mags versus Sai, where i uh, inextricably beat Sai in a wrestling based quiz week in week out uh so yeah you can find that uh, on the sjp world media youtube channel it also goes out on on all the podcast uh platforms um every week so yeah just go and check that out if you want to follow me on social media uh don't do social media much anymore but uh, you can still follow me if you want on um uh, on twitter it's at podfather bags or if you want to follow my chicken based content uh you can follow that on tiktok at uh mags all pods yeah i i should i mean this show's on tiktok it's basically it's just plugging each episode when it comes out it's not me I'm not taking to dancing or anything like that on it. <laughs> but yeah, not yeah. It might happen eventually. Um, I forgot to mention the uh, the uh, bang bang the music, the Spotify playlist, which um, I forget to mention each week. But that's updated each week with songs spoken about on the show. So we'll probably have a bit of show lamb on there, uh, show lamb on there uh, this week, and um, possibly oh, I'm trying to think back. But no, you two. There'll be any you two on there. Pause. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bellissima. No, Bellissima oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. will be on there. <laughs> they'll, definitely, they'll definitely be adding flavourless uh, to that. So the uh, the Meltzer ratings for this, this is, we'll see if Mags is on the same wavelength as uh, as Dave Meltzer. Um, so we did we did get a dark match, which unfortunately being a dark match we didn't get to see, which was a Sultan versus Flash Funk. Um, Sultan won that. Uh, so Legion of Doom versus 
Owen in, Davy boy. Mags, what do you think? Oof. I can't go any higher than a two. Uh, three quarters of a star, I got. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Savio versus uh, Rocky Maivia. Well, if, that, if the previous match was three quarters of a star, this was slightly better, I suppose. So, one. Three quarters of a star again. Um... Jesse James versus Rockabilly. Zero. Zero <laughs> stars. I got a, a star and a quarter. How is that the best <laughs> match on the card so far? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and again, there's a, a quite a, a big disparity in the card, isn't there? It's very uh, front-loaded, the card. Undertaker versus Mankind. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a, a good match. I'd say this is, what, three and a half, maybe? Three and three quarters for oh, that one. We're getting closer. And then uh, Austin versus Brett. Yeah, four, I'd say. Three and three quarters again. So, oh. yeah. So, I'm not sure how that match got a star and a quarter. I'm just double-checking that, Rockabilly, Jesse James. Yeah, star and a quarter, yeah. He, he must be a massive fan of, of Honky Tonk. Or, because or a massive no fan of really bad wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might just like the song. You might have just give that the, to the sun. Yeah. I can see Meltzer grooving away to that in his pants and his uh, in, in his, his, his mum's office room with his paper face. all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has, do you think he's ever kissed a girl? I don't think he has. Uh, I don't know because he's he's quite he's quite. Like the, I'm not sure where we're going there with this conversation. He's quite he's quite a beefy guy, isn't he Meltzer. Yeah, but he's got a face like a melted candle. Um. I don't know, because he's not ever, not much is known about his personal life, is it? Because maybe because he, there isn't one. Maybe because there isn't one, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's a he's a late developer, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's like 60 years old now, isn't he? Is he? If he's well, not going to develop now, his, his developing days are done. I might tweet him later on and ask him if he's... Uh, he'll, he'll block you instantly. What his marital status is. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? I'm not going to tweet him, have you ever kissed a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask him if he's a big fan of um, uh, With My Baby Tonight. Yeah. Should, like, I'll be right for ask, the block. You should ask him why he gave that match yeah. <laughs> a one and a quarter star. What he saw in that match for one yeah. and a quarter stars. Yeah. Right, well, next week we are covering, so I'm joined by uh, Stephen Graham uh, again. Um we're covering an episode of Saturday Night's main event from 1989, headlined by um, Hulk Hogan versus the Big Boss Man in the cage match. A nice bit of Zeus action. We've also got Demolition versus the Brain Busters, uh, Macho Man versus Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Oh, do you know what? I'm now feeling better that I watched Revenge of the Taker. <laughs> um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan against Ramish and Rick Rude. <laughs> oh, you're selling it to me there. And, Tune in next week for that that, that masterpiece. The actual, in, the, the actual main event, so the last match on the show is uh, Boris Zukov against Jimmy Snooker. So that technically <laughs> is the wow. main event. What a, so, what a so look next performance. Week. But it'll be a top 10 from 1989, so that might be quite good. And uh, I mean, it'll be high quality chit chat anyway. So. So thank you very much, Max, for coming on. Thank you everybody for supporting the show. Thank you for uh, everybody that likes showing, gives us good reviews. And um, obviously I've established myself as New Zealand's 
uh, highest rated wrestling podcast there uh, briefly. So we'd like to get some number ones in other places in the world. So if you live in the UK or US, I'm not really bothered. But if you live in somewhere like, I don't know, <sighs> Kuwait or something like that, or, you know, somewhere Gibraltar, somewhere where there's not many people listen to the show download all the episodes i want to get to number one in some really weird obscure places so yeah, like the- we, we've been highly rated on chain wrestling in, i think it's tajikistan yeah um so yeah, yeah that, that's the market to aim for yeah and if it's somewhere nice i could go on holiday as well that'd be quite uh, good well. there, yeah that's probably not a great place i'd like to go i'd like to go to new zealand so if the one person who does it in the show in new zealand they want to you know, push me to go over and i'll do a tour of um they could be on the show they could be on the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, so yeah, that's for you, Mike, the listener in New Zealand. Right, um, what are we going to finish with, Mike? So, I, as I, I should have mentioned this earlier, this series, uh, if you listen to the last episode, you know I'm getting our guests to finish the show off with a choice of their favourite TV theme, or one of their favourite TV themes. Now, we had to put up with fucking Queen last week because of Rob, so I'm hoping for, for better things tonight, Max. So, ah. Uh actually changed man five <laughs> minutes before we started recording i okay. was all up for going with um henry kelly's magnum opus going for gold mm-hmm. yeah uh, but then i watched an episode of it and remembered it's it's quite it's the it's the preeminent for brexit in it it was very <laughs> very hatred of the of europe so i didn't really want to alarm myself with that so i changed it to um Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere. Oh, very good. Very good. That's that's more acceptable than Queen. So Rob had a short list of about 10, I think. Shock. So, shock, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll finish up with that. Mags, always been a pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Just as the dog starts barking in the background. She knew. She was like rapping. Don't know where we're going, got no way of knowing Driving on the road to nowhere Sponging for a living, checking out the women Riding on the road to nowhere And we don't take shit from anyone The only thing we want to do is have some fun We're Max and Party, Party and Max And best of all, we don't pay council tax